Welcome to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for joining us again today. We appreciate each and every person who listens to this program and passes along some of the information, expertise, and inspiration we try to provide you each week. This week is no different, and we'll do our best to give you some things to think about over the next weeks and months. But of course, we always love your feedback and insight. If you'd like to share your thoughts with us, then here's how you do it. Just drop us an email to Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. So we're already more than a sixth of the year into this new year. That's hard to say, sixth. It is. It's a tongue twister, isn't it? (laughs) And man, does time fly. And for many listening, it's a time to get your taxes done, right? Now, perhaps if you itemize, and especially if you're self-employed and you've been working from home and deduct a portion of the cost of your home against your business and all that, then you have a pretty detailed understanding of your costs of living. Or maybe it's the time of the year where you're paying closer attention to your finances. Having just received the last couple of credit card bills following, you know, the holidays. Oh, yeah. You might also just be one of those who's never embarrassed to be called a penny pincher. Or maybe someone who has always balanced the checkbook and has long had the habit of keeping close track of your expenses. In any case, let's say you're pretty good at keeping track of income and outgo for today and for this year. And if you're one of the over 100 million who could call themselves part of the investor class, then you've also been putting something away for tomorrow, for retirement. And maybe you've been doing this for several years or for decades. This is a good thing. But even before COVID knocked us all upside the head with regard to so many aspects of life, one of the things we've long discussed in this program is preparing for your future, preparing for retirement. There are many ways to prepare for the future, obviously, from taking care of your health to shoring up your relationships to thinking about where you might live or to maybe having a plan for still living a life with purpose and meaning long after you have formally left your career Mm -hmm. or after you've raised your family and even after you've spent some years as maybe a grandparent. On our past shows, we've talked about a lot of those topics. We kind of call those the softer side they, of there is a the, season. The softer side, the all softer that feely, side. touchy, feely stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, that's partly what makes this show this show, right? Right. But today, we want to talk about the hard side of the show. Does that sound hard enough? Do I need to be hard? I don't really hard like that. Side. That, that, I don't know, that voice. That, that voice, yeah. It's, it's gravelly. I, I got to work on getting, yeah. getting a little more gravel in there. Anyway, it's the nitty gritty of what you can do now, mostly financially, to get ready for retirement. Bear in mind, neither of us is a licensed financial planner and we don't sell or manage mutual funds or any of that. We're here simply to pass along some important things you should start thinking about now and every year going forward as you enter into the retirement window. So what we're going to share with you today are simple things we hope will motivate you to learn more and do more, and then we'll urge you to talk to your financial professional. So we've got five main areas, or as Bob likes to call them, projects. I just keep thinking of all the things I have to do to my house yet. (laughs) You have enough projects, projects. We can add it to the list, right? So these five main areas, if you will, are things that you can undertake to get ready for retirement. 
we'll go into some of these more in depth a little later on in the program. But the first of these, it's pretty straightforward. So it's about the five years leading up to retirement. These are your last chance to pay down debt and seriously fund your nest egg. Taking care of a few odds and ends can make your retirement years more enjoyable. And so here's how to boost your retirement finances during your final years in the workforce. Now, you, by the way, you can set this clock whenever you want. If you're in, you know, you're 62 or you're 58 or you're 66, whenever it is, right? You could even do it when you're younger and get a head start on all yeah, this. Yeah, all the stuff we're going to talk about today, there's, there's uh, nothing bad in it, really, right. uh, for, for preparing for down the road. And one of the first things, of course, is to tighten up your budget. Start living on your likely retirement budget a few years before you retire. I can see this going over like a lead balloon if you're only 25, right? I, yeah. <laughs> Some people can do it, though. It's amazing. You know, you listen right. to these shows where people pay off all their debt like in a year and a half. Yes. And it's like in the tens of thousands or even above that. Yes, and you're going... They truly did eat like beans and rice. Yeah, they'll call into Dave Ramsey or right. one of these, and they're 28 years old. Well, I own my house outright. And you're thinking, what? How? Yeah, there what? are people who are disciplined. The whole sure. idea here is that you're trying to draw down into something that's more realistic so you can retire and ease into the more restrictive fixed income that you're likely to encounter. So getting used to a smaller budget before you have to live on it can, of course, help that transition be easier. This way, if you find that the tight budget is too restrictive, you still have the option to delay retirement for a few more years and build up additional savings. Yeah. So what you don't want to do is start drawing Social Security, leave your long-term employer and tap into your retirement accounts, Bob, only to find that like your retirement budget is much too strict for your liking. Right. That I mean, would not be good. So if you can sort of throttle back now, and people have different you know, percentages. They say, well, try to work at 80% or 60% of whatever your lifestyle is right now. We could all make the argument in this country, particularly when you think about the shows we've done long in the past about mm -hmm. consumer debt, that a lot of people are living beyond their means. Yeah. Now, COVID has increased our national savings rate. A lot more people have saved dollars and held on to it as those, things have been unsure. As Or those, and you have to remember, those, there are many who have who exhausted all right. of their savings because right. they didn't have a job. Some people didn't have anything and they couldn't save it. Right. But it, it doesn't hurt to tighten things up a little bit if for the can, long haul. For sure. Yeah. And, and we'll have many more ideas here later in the show about how you can start to whittle that number down a little bit. Let's talk about something a little more nuts and bolts and this will sound more like a financial show. So we get to be like big financial people here. Oh, and not. that is to do what? <laughs> well, you want to add catch-up contributions to your savings. So older workers have the option to add a catch-up amount to their retirement savings accounts. So you want to try to max out your 401k and individual retirement account, otherwise known as IRAs, if at all possible during your final five pre-retirement years. Now, if that's out of reach, Fund these accounts as thoroughly as you can. The tax breaks and employer contributions these accounts often provide will give you even more padding for those retirement years. Now, older employees with specific types of health insurance also have the option of adding extra money to their health savings account. These are these are a great deal because they're tax-free dollars you yeah, put in there. Yeah. Your health care expenses are likely to increase during retirement, and having this dedicated money for health care that follows you into retirement 
also could help a lot with all your bills. So how do the 401k catch-up contributions work? Well, there's a good article here on, on Motley Fool, uh, fool.com slash retirement. You may be able to find it. It's called Contributions. Actually, it's called Using 401k Catch-Up Contributions to Increase Your Savings. And this applies uh, definitely to people over the age of 50. So here's how it works. Catch-up contributions are extra retirement account contributions that those 50 and older can make each year. In 2020 and 2021, adults under 50 were able to contribute up to a maximum of $19,500 per year to their 401ks. I don't know if this applies to your particular situation, but I'm just reading what was allowed. So they were allowed to contribute up to $19,500 per year to their 401ks. Right. So now adults that are 50 and older, Bob, they may add an extra $6,500 to this limit, which brings their total contribution limit for 2020 and 2021 to a whopping $26,000 per year. Now, that's, that's not pennies. Yeah. And, and we're talking about once you get over 50. So if you're thinking retirement is vaguely somewhere off there in the 60s, or maybe you're in your 60s and you're thinking it's going to be a little bit later, anything you can save obviously will make a difference. But if you start earlier, uh, it can grow significantly. And we'll have an example for you here in just a moment. Do you have to do anything special to make catch-up contributions? No. So if you already have money taken out of each paycheck, you're good to go. But you may need to raise the percentage that you're deferring to your 401k if you plan to take advantage of them, right? Right. So a lot of companies have a certain max, you know, and sometimes their match also goes up as a percentage. Catch-up contributions are taxed in the same way as normal 401k contributions. This usually means that your contributions reduce your taxable income for the year and you pay taxes on your withdrawals later. But if you're using a Roth 401k, you pay taxes on your contributions now in exchange for the tax-free withdrawals later. And you know, you need to think about this. A few thousand dollars more per year may not seem like that much when retirement can cost well over $1 million, but you may be surprised at how much of a difference catch-up contributions can make over the long term. So now let's think about this from real dollars. Maybe you've put some money aside all along. Maybe you're right around 50 or just early 50s or whatever, and you're thinking, gosh, I don't have enough. Well, here's a good example. Let's say you have some retirement savings by the time you're in your 50s. However, for the purpose of this example, let's say you don't have any money saved at all. Well, if you're 50 years or older and you plan to retire at, say, 67, well, this works better if you're just 50 years old, not 50 years or older. Anyway, right. that gives you 17 years to save what you need. If you contributed the under 50 maximum of 19500 per year over that time and you earned a 7% average annual rate of return, that would give you a little over $600,000. And you could end up with even more than this if your employer matched some of your contributions along the way. But what if you decided to contribute the maximum $26,000 every year instead? Now, with the same average annual rate of return, which we mentioned was 7%, you'd end up with over $801,000. Again, this is even before considering the benefit of an employer match. That's a difference of about $200,000 
and only 110,500 of that is additional personal contributions. The rest comes from those investment earnings. So, you know, I don't know if you can put away 19,500 or 26,000. I don't know, but what we're talking about here is obviously the value of investment and the value of compounding uh, interest over time. And every dollar is going to count. Right. And, you know, Bob, even if somebody can't put away the 19,500, don't let that stop you from putting something in. That's just the max. So, you know, there might be some people who aren't saving anything, but you can't come up with nineteen five or the 26000 Well, maybe you can come up with 10000 or 15000 Now, the key thing to keep in mind is that 401k contribution limits do change. Uh, they certainly can change. They do change over time. So while you're allowed to make only $6,500 in catch-up contributions for 2020 and 2021, you may be allowed to contribute even more in future years. So you want to check these limits every year to make sure you're not missing out on an opportunity right. to save even more. We have got a lot more for you. We're, we promise it won't be quite as uh uh, weighty dollars and centsy. What do we want to say? It won't sound there? like a financial show. Exactly. We'll add a little bit of our plenty, extra sprinkling of other stuff in there. Plenty of that out there. Right? And we do things a little differently here on There's a Season. That's right. So we'll be back with more in just a moment. You're listening to There's a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. We're talking today about things you can do now and in these next years ahead to prepare for your retirement. Some of this is dollars and cents, and some of this is lifestyle. Right, Gloria? It is. Yeah, I think certainly a lot of people are very concerned with the idea, or maybe they should be concerned with the idea of outliving their money. But there are ways to stretch your dollars, even if you think you're starting a little late. So what's the one thing you do right now to pinch pennies in the course of your average week? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I try not to waste food. Like, it really bothers me if I buy food and it goes bad or yeah. something. So Freezer burn and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, like, oh, or just geez. vegetables you don't eat. I, I don't know if that's really pinching pennies, but I make sure that what I buy, I use. I'm the light turner offer here at the house. And, oh, uh, yeah, yes, I, I, I do go that, around too. And I'm like, well, gosh, you know, we're keeping the company in business here, but I'm always... Tur-. Now, some people like more light than others, but... When, when people have nodded off for the night or gone to bed or whatever, I'm always turning lights off around here. So. You know, for those of us who have some disposable income, right? Because I always want to be mindful of those who really are struggling right now during COVID. But for those of us who do have disposable income, I have found that the one thing COVID has for myself and my husband, at least, allowed for is we're not spending as much. I mean, we're not going places as much. We're not eating out as much. But that's not for everybody. There's still right. those takeout options, which obviously support our local restaurants and eateries. Yes. So I think a lot of people have cut back in some way out of you know sheer necessity or be because places more. were closed down. Yeah, right? right. So we've got a lot to share here about how to save some dollars and get ready for retirement. But one thing that we would encourage you to do, if you haven't done before, is uh, meet with a financial advisor. Yeah, if you're not sure how you should best take these distributions from your retirement accounts, or if you will need to maybe even work part-time during retirement, 
it or you want to, a financial advisor can talk you through those options. A good fee only financial advisor won't try to sell you anything like particular products. He or she can just take a look at your current financial situation, get a feel for your retirement needs and help you make decisions about your annual retirement budget. Now, as we talked in the opening segment, we said at some point you're going to anticipate drawing down, living more cheaply. And a big thing here is to eliminate some debt. Two of the biggest areas, obviously your vehicle and your home. Well, on the verge of retirement, you want to be in as little debt as possible. This helps smooth your budget and make it easier to live a life on restricted income. Just think about that. I mean, if you have that steady debt right there that's always hitting and so forth, that's a liability that's constantly dragging. You have to say to yourself, well, what's really essential here? Obviously, a lot of people want to stay in their home, right? But if you can get that uh, mortgage almost eliminated and not have to worry about that, that is an enormous amount of stress off in people's lives. It is. And, and you want to make sure that you're going to have a reliable vehicle for the next several years and you want to get it paid off. If your family has two vehicles, consider whether you will still need to if you and just your spouse you know, are at home and you're both retiring. Then make the effort to pay down your vehicles so that you have even even fewer payments coming out of that budget. It all takes some discipline and a financial focus, but you can get your nest egg in tip-top shape or at least better maybe looking than it is today. So we have a lot more on the other side of the news here. We ask you to stick around, and if you've got any thoughts about the show, again, email us at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to There Is A Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with Breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. We've been talking about those years in the run-up to retirement. What can you do to prepare for that, right? Maybe you're concerned about building that nest egg a little bit. No matter what you've heard in terms of what it takes to retire, how much money you need to put aside, there's still some time to do things to get your financial position a little stronger. So today we've talked about tightening up your budget. We've got more on that in just a moment. Adding catch-up contributions to your savings and your 401k. Also, if you haven't done it before, meet with a financial advisor and pay off your big debts if you can. Try to put a little extra toward your home and toward your vehicle so you can go into your retirement years with as little debt as possible. So those are just a few. Now we've got some other stuff, right? We're going to talk a little bit about your home. Everybody wonders, especially after after years, maybe being in the same home and wondering how many years you'll still be in that same home, whether it would make sense to do this or that improvement or renovation. Well, it depends on who you talk to, of course. And it also just depends on how long you're going to stay there. And if you want to enjoy your home, maybe, you know, you just want to enjoy a space in a different kind of manner or fashion. Yeah, this could all, I mean, you have may have physical needs where you suddenly say, hey, gee, my knees are bad or my hips are bad. I don't want to be going to the second story, you know, 10 years right. from now. That could have a big effect on things. But if you're going to plan to put a capital investment into your home, you got to be wise about this. And there are all those lists out there. We'll share some updated information about what's a good investment and what's not. Yeah. So, you know, something to consider is if you are planning to stay in your current home for your retirement years, now is the time in these five years leading up to tackle these major and minor repairs that might need to be taken care of in the next 20 or 30 years. Perhaps you need to replace your roof or rerun your gutters or revamp the appliances in your house. Yeah. <laughs> 
If you spend the money to do these things now, you won't have to draw from your retirement savings to pay for these later. A few upgrades now can prevent the need for expensive and urgent repairs in retirement that could potentially strain the fixed budget that you're on. Yeah, just just think about this, because one thing went through my head when you were talking about this. The average age that people tend to move into assisted living is well over 80 now. I think it's oh. 83, 85. Oh, no, it's something. higher than that. It's over. It's like between 85 and 88 years old. So so if, you, yeah. if you're thinking now at 55 or 60 and you'd still like to be in your home and you can be in your home, right, to so say you can live there. That's a lot of years. So now's the time to get some of these long-term investments taken care of if you have the money available to do it. Right. Now, if you're planning to move or downsize shortly after your retirement, just you know, use this time prior to retirement to get your home in shape to sell quickly and well. Higher home sales price obviously is going to boost that nest egg, give you a higher standard of living in retirement. So we're going to talk about home upgrades and what gives you good resale value. Everybody always wants to know, am I going to get return on investment, the big ROI? There there have been studies of all kinds about this. Harvard did one. Harvard's Joint Center for Housing Studies estimates that Americans' total spend on home remodeling will rise from $332 billion dollars in the third quarter of 2020 to 337 billion in the second half of 2021. That's amazing. Does that mean homeowners have found the key to economic prosperity? Expensive renovations that pay big dividends at resale? Unfortunately, not, so the experts say. In fact, the average amount recouped for home remodeling projects is on the decline, unfortunately. According to a survey of real estate professionals by Remodeling Magazine, this year's average return on 21 popular remodeling projects came in at 66.5% nationally, which is, believe it or not, down from... 68.6% in 2019. So you have a smattering. We pulled up a whole bunch of articles on this, and we were trying to look for some commonality between them, and or among them, I should say, and and we came up with a handful of things that were consistent about a lot of the articles. About how much you'll get back if you do certain things. Yeah, the return for every dollar you put in, and it was interesting, some of the ones that came back. Right. So I'm going to give you the improvements and tell you what rate of percentage you'll get back at resale on that investment. So a garage door, it's a big deal. If you replace your garage door, you're going to recoup 75 to 98% of that investment when you go to resell your home. And I'm not a realtor, but I speculated that a lot of that has to do with so many newer homes having a large portion of the frontage taken up by a door, especially if it faces the street. People see it. It's a big part of the house. Now, Bob, you want to know what I'm over here thinking. I'm over here thinking that if you get a new garage door, you get the new opener to go with it. And with the younger generations coming forward, they don't want to get out of their car and they don't want to you know, have some code or a button to push. They want everything Bluetooth and the new garage door (laughs) openers. I kid you not. They are Bluetooth. So everything is through that device you have in your hand. Just approaching open sesame. Another perk. And they're quiet, these new openers, right? So another big one that everyone's always got on their mind is a kitchen remodel. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the experts say that a minor kitchen remodel will get you back 80% of that investment. So what they mean is if you already have good frames and cabinets, maybe repaint them. There's a lot of products out there that make cabinets look brand new with really cool looks and you don't actually replace the cabinets. You know, maybe a countertop. And there's a lot of Formica out there and a lot of different surfaces that 
can be quite affordable. And this can be an argument for simply improving things, even if you, like you said before, you want to live there and, and beyond yeah. gutters and your roof and your furnace. Maybe there are some aesthetic things you'd yeah. like, but you don't have to jump, you know, drop forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars, yeah. you know, to make it look like better homes. You in don't the garden. have to gut the kitchen right. exactly. So another um, good investment, so the experts say, is to add or maybe revamp your deck, you will get 75% of that investment back. And that goes with the other outdoor aesthetic um, home improvement project would be to replace your siding or maybe add stone veneer to change up the looks of the outdoor part of your house. That all comes back at about 75% rate of return. Can you do a stone garage door or does that get too heavy? What do I, you think, Paul? I don't know. Just trying to be a wise guy. You are always trying to be the wise guy. Just trying to get the wise guy. So you've got your deck and your siding. And another thing that's also coming in at about 75% return on investment would be an entry door and preferably a steel entry door, so they say. And then you've got your simple window replacements coming in for vinyl at 73% rate of return. So you really got to think these things over carefully. I, I would also recommend to, if, if you haven't befriended a uh, realtor in your area, to talk with one. Because those people can often give you real up-to-date, up-to-the-moment yeah. feedback about if, the kinds of things you're yeah, going to do to your home. Yeah, if you're concerned on R, about ROI and not just what you want and what you want to enjoy if you're going to stay in your home, then, yeah, you need to talk to a realtor and see what really sells because it's not always what you think. So those are wants. some of the things you can do as you're getting in toward your retirement year. Just think about this and be careful, obviously, because those are big expenses, big capital expenses. Now, we're going to drill down into some other things because we the first thing we talked here about, uh, the first one was to tighten up your budget to be a little more thrifty. And we've got a whole slew of these to share with you. Uh, We won't be able to get into the detail of each of them. We can point you toward where this article is. But one of the first things to do is to know what you spend your money on now. This is something a lot of people want to avoid. If you have any facility at all or ability with a spreadsheet, or even if you just want to use good old notepad and paper. That would be me. That's for sure. Uh, you got to start writing things down, whether it's your utility bill, whether it's you know a standard amount that you're paying for the mortgage, you've got your car payment in there, all of these things down the list. And then if you have credit cards, there's a tendency to sometimes say, well, you know, our credit card average is about this much money. But what's in that credit card? How yeah, much? you need to track every dollar that you spent. Right. And then if you want to, if you want to get in and start analyzing how you're your grocery bill is spent. Maybe there are things within that list, like sodas and and snacks and whatever. Maybe you want to trim back on some of that. So at least know it. We're not going to make any value judgments on what you want to do with your money, but know what it is so that it's not this vague cloud of of money going out the door all the time. Well, like if you have services or whatever and you pay $100 a week for a service of whatever it could be, it could be a cleaning service, it could be a lawn service, you might want to consider what that costs per month. So that would be maybe $400 a month if it's $100 a week. That really adds up. I would even say um, Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I had it in my mind things. that Netflix was about eight fifty or eight sixty a month when we signed up. It's over fifteen bucks now. Yeah. You things know? change and you don't pay attention, especially if they're auto build. Right. You know, auto build right out of your account. You need to be paying attention. Then also t- try to look a little bit longer term. You know, the old idea. What was it? The uh, the savings thing that you would teach a kid with the four quarters. You know, give a quarter to God, give a, go- a quarter to the save for long term, a quarter short to term. save for short term, and then a quarter you can to burn spend. today, spend the day. Well, there's some truth to 
to that, whether those are the percentages or not, long-term budgets for things like vacations or like a car that's going to replace the one that's falling apart or like siding or whatever need to be budgeted. Right. And, and don't forget that you can, you know, really have a detailed budget with like 75 categories. And there's always the what really needs to have money spent on and what you want to spend money on. And you really need to take a, a hard look at that and make a list. The because needs. wants and needs oh, needs and wants, wants and sometimes needs. Sometimes yes. start to, you know, flow together when they don't really need to. This next one's tricky because it's it's not always easy to manage this and mm-hmm. you know, as you get older and so forth, a lot of people deal with health issues, whether it's from additional weight or th- something that's in your gene pool or whatever it is, right? But staying healthy and having the right medical coverage does matter. You can lower costs even in prescriptions. You think about the money you're spending on a prescription. These are all costs that add up. If there's some area you want to be able to trim back a little bit on, that's an area you can explore. You can't just accept it all as a given. Yeah. Just make sure that you have the right medical coverage. That's huge because that could really take you under in retirement if you don't have good coverage. And Bob, you were talking about things that have other effects. So eliminate your vices. (laughs) Oh gosh. Show's over. Now just listen, drinking and smoking, like even candy can be terrible for your health and it's costly. So you have to try to cut it out and maybe you'll save some money and be more healthy. That's all I'm going to say. I think I'm balking at the word eliminate vices. I think maybe a, a you slight reduction. You want to a reduction. We don't need the, to have an expansion of vices. Just yeah, the maybe eliminates a, kind a, of a slight reduction sorry. on there. Yeah. Okay. So watch your vices. And one more would be here. Uh, we'll have more after the break, but do it yourself. Now we just got through talking about a lot of these big projects and so forth. If you're kind of handy and can do certain smaller projects or you know somebody who is and you you can, you know, swap out dinner for changing out a light fixture. Do it yourself. And if you keep busy, people who keep busy doing physical tasks, they live longer and healthier lives because they're busy. We've got a lot more for you still to go. So stay with us. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. We've been talking about how to reduce costs, how to prepare for retirement in those years running up to retirement. Whenever that's going to be, you want to be able to be in a good financial position. So we've been going through a number of things you can do on a large scale and also in a smaller way. What's another one, Gloria? So many people have travel as a primary goal for what they want to do in retirement. So traveling in the off season and grouping multiple small trips into one bigger trip is possible when you're setting your own schedule. So that's a great way to save money because you can go whenever you want. You don't have to go during peak season. Right. So travel in the off season, that's a good one. Also keep track of which fees you have in your banking. And I know Clark Howard, who's the guru of all of this stuff, always talks about credit unions and so forth. If you can lower some of your costs now, you're not getting paid a lot for the usage of your money, but you don't want to be paying a lot in terms of fees. We've talked about reducing your mortgage if you can. We also want to talk about um, shopping around to yes. reduce insurance costs. That takes some time. You got to get on the phone and call around and see where maybe you're overcovered, undercovered, or maybe just better companies. And often you'll be amazed if you've been with the same company for a while, what you started at at seven years ago and where you are now. I did this recently. And my agent saved a ton of money. So your auto insurance is where you want to focus, and your homeowners insurance. They're highly competitive industries. That's all I'm going to say. 
We also want to uh, encourage you to think about your overall media costs. When I add up everything, I kind of shake my head. This is cell phones and your internet speed coming into your house, whether you're at high speed or slow speed or whatever it is, but all your subscription services, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, Vudu, HBO, name it, right? They everything. add up. You can end up dropping a couple of thousand, 3,000 a year in media costs. Uh, so that's another thing you can do. If you're a couponer, well, praise be. Keep keep doing your couponing. You liked this one here. Yeah, use the library. It's a great resource of free entertainment. You know, books, movies, um, music, and you can even go there. And if you want to get out of the house, you can usually read the daily newspaper in the library. No cost to you at all for all of these opportunities at the library. Yes, indeed. If you'd like more ideas, there's some websites you could check out. The Dollar Stretcher, also Frugal Living, and Living on a Dime. All those websites, Dollar Stretcher, Frugal Living, Living on a Dime. And check out this article. It's at newretirement.com. These are the 20 ways to cut retirement costs. We've got other great programs coming your way. We're going to talk again about critical thinking. And we've touched on this in the past with our education system. We're going to get back into that a little bit more. Also, the idea of whether we're still a melting pot. And also the benefits of nature. Have you been out in a while? It's a good idea to get outside. There's a lot of things you can see and enjoy out there. And it's great for your health. But as you we are out of time. We try to give you as much value as we can in our weekly show, and that's going to do it for us today. So we thank you very much for being here. Remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step and never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. For my dear friend, co-host, and penny pincher, Gloria Shanahan, for our producers and everyone who makes the show possible, thank you for being here. You've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And have a blessed week. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.